it will send us uh, make sure we're going live make sure that we have everybody on text message sent I think we're good to go well good morning <laughs> morning morning welcome to coffee and devotions so good to be with you I don't know about you but I'm I'm gonna have a really enjoy this cup of coffee I don't need it but I'm sure I'm thankful to the Lord for coffee in the early a.m. well why don't we have some coffee we'll pray and we'll get into the Lord's word Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you woke us up this morning. You've given us a new day, a new day to marvel at who you are, a new day to hear from you. Father, we pray that as we read your word this morning, you might be our teacher. Open our eyes, Lord. Let us see and understand. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are at Genesis chapter 21. We're wrapping up that chapter today. Genesis chapter 21. It's chapter 21 started off really, really uh, with a great answer to the promise. And then we got into an ugly story. Now we get into a different type of story. Genesis chapter 21, beginning at verse 22. Let's go ahead and read God's word together now. And it came to pass that at that time that Abimelech and Pichol... The commander of his army spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring or with my posterity, but that according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and to the land in which you have dwelt. And Abraham said, I swear. Then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. He did not tell me, nor had I heard of it until today. So Abraham took seven sheep, or took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And then Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs which you have set by themselves? And he said, You will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand, that they may be my witness that I have dug this well. Therefore he called that place Beersheba, Beersheba, because the two of them swore an oath there. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. So Abimelech rose with Pichol, the commander of his army, And they returned to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba. And there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. Well, we need to ask ourselves, A, what's this about? B, what's the best verse to summarize this? And C, what are we called to do in response to these words? Well, this is our second interaction with Abimelech. Uh, before we had come into contact with Abimelech, this was when well, Abraham was wandering around in the area of Gera. And uh, what's he do? Well, he's, he's, this is the king where Abraham had told Sarah, just tell him you're my, you're my sister. And we saw that God himself was going to destroy 
the king of Gera, Abimelech, because of this. And so now seems like even though the treaty has been broken and they're sent away, there's still some type of of relationship between the two of them. And here, Abimelech and Pichol, who is the commander of his army, come to Abraham and they want to make a covenant, right? Are you going to deal falsely with us? Are you going to be shrewd like this forever? Are you going to be the type of guy that we can't really trust? Or do we need to put you under oath, make an agreement with you, make you swear, come into covenant with you that you're actually going to deal honestly with us and with our land? Right? They they have some suspicions about this guy. He's a he's a guy of great wealth. He's got a large household. Has over three hundred servants who are willing to bear the sword for him. And so they want to know. This guy's our neighbor. Do we have? Can we trust you? And so they come into covenant with him. And as soon as they come into covenant with him, Abraham then confronts Abimelech. About a well. Now we might think, man, what is this about? They're fighting over a well? Well, yeah. In this area of the world, you better make sure that you have access to clean water. Water that's in a well that's coming regularly. And so he says, your bin sees that well from me, but I dug that well. And Abimelech says, I don't know what you're talking about, man. And he says, I'm going to set it up. I'm going to show you how valuable this well is to me and how much I'm telling you the truth. And he takes from himself seven ewe lambs and he puts them to the side. Ooh, pardon me. Abimelech asks, what, what are you doing with these lambs? And he said, that this, is the, this is to show you how serious I am. And so he swears on it. And he calls the place Beersheba or Beersheba. This is well of the seven so he names the well well of the seven and there at the well after this whole fiasco with the water source being an issue which if you don't think is a big deal go read about the seven states right now in the colorado river but uh if you go and find out about that you'll find out there's a there's a big there's a big dispute right now about who gets access to the water whose is whose and how will they conserve it anyways the point being after all of this, we find something that we wish Abraham had done in the last story. The very end. And there, when he planted the tamarisk tree, he called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. What's the story about? Well, Abraham, the man of God who is not a perfect man of God, as we have seen, comes into covenant with one of his neighbors, Abimelech. And this is in the land of the Philistines, the area that the Philistines would, the sea peoples would inhabit and would eventually become a snare. Now, I don't think that uh, this is the same. I think the Philistines are sea people, and so I think there's multiple migrations of sea people. I think when we're going to zoom out another 400 years, by the time we have the exodus, we're going to have a different kind of wave of people that uh, Joshua is interacting with. And so as this is going on, 
What is this about? Well, this is Abraham coming into covenant with Beersheba. And even though, even though Abraham is not a perfectly righteous man, he does still have access to justice. He does still have a right to confront Abimelech about a well that he dug and he should have access to. Thank God this is the case. And you might think, well, that's really unfair. Well, first, first let's go to B calling. Or B, what's the best verse? Uh, I have uh, verse 33 underlined. And they're called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. But let's get back to this idea of just because you're not a perfectly righteous person doesn't mean that you have no access to justice. Have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? Could you imagine all your rights being taken away, all your access to justice being taken away because of one foul deed? Now, I I know that there are some. There are some deeds that God himself, as we saw earlier, if you murder someone, right? if you take man's life by man's hands, shall your life be taken. There are some aspects in which your criminal activity rises to the occasion in which there is capital punishment. But thank God that just because we are not perfectly righteous people, he doesn't strip us of all access to justice. Now, we ought to pay for our injustices, and that's exactly what he says, but this is where the heart of it is. Abraham knows who he must stand before. Abraham knows he does not by himself deserve God's grace. But Abraham knows that he serves the everlasting God. And he calls on his name. He calls on the name of the, and you'll notice there, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. This is the tetragrammaton, Yahweh or Yehovah. And it calls Jehovah the everlasting God. El Olam is a God without beginning and without end. Though Abraham's days will be numbered, he is an old man. He still has faith in the God who lives forever. And he trusts in him. You know, we've gone through this story of Abraham so far, and to be honest with you, Abraham is a squirrely dude. I have a, I have a tough time a lot of times with Abraham. And I'm sure Jesus has a tough time with me too. I'm not saying give Abraham a break, but I'm saying we're also sinners. We also do sinful things. Praise God that the everlasting God has come into covenant with us and has given us access to his justice, but instead of the justice of his wrath that we deserve, by the blood of Jesus Christ, we have access to his grace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you are the everlasting God, without beginning, without end, the Alpha and the Omega. You are the one who was and who is and who is to come. Your days are without number. For you created time. Lord, we thank you 
that you, the judge of all creation, give us grace and give us access to come before you. We pray that you would please care for us this day, help us with the work that we have before us, and may we do it to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may the Lord bless you today. May you walk in the joy and peace of Jesus Christ, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.